Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons. Welcome to what is episode 30, believe it or not, the Great Northern Rainforest Part 3. And we have some pretty intense things to get down with. But first, we're going to throw our recap on old Christopher James Ouellette. Of course. Thank you so much. Uh, glad to be more consistently back as well. Uh, so... Close to start to the last session. Apologies for the audio spike. Um, but within the last session, we started off immediately within the Vine fight. The old undead druid in the center. Not that many of us saw that. Um, but that actually took quite a bit out of us as it uh, seems the brambles themselves were coming alive. Um, Nordum and Valorous managed to push their way through thankfully um whether it be uh for, as our listeners would know due to potentially something that valorous does have and they both saw something on the other side which in due time will be hopefully revealed to the rest of us uh or hopefully maybe just one of the many possible futures and not a definitive but we'll see uh following this uh, successful within the fight uh, successful within the battle, thankfully, and in achieving this, we head back into within the Keist, uh, Keist Kingdom, as it were, uh, in ascending and being granted audience with the Queen to inform her, hey, this is, this is what's been happening to your people, as well as some of the Kintar. We put them to burial, laid them to rest. Uh, she granted us some favors and boons as a means of thanks in finding out what was going on. Um, again, alongside uh, a wonderful, familiar character of Vendivar, um, who did owe me a beer, and he did get me one. So that, that I'll throw back in there. Uh, and outside of that, following a, a night of revelry and a feast that was put on thanks to Brahm's wishes, we were able to relax at least for a bit before heading north to Claw Canyon. North? Southeast? East? East, East Southeast? Yeah, apologies. Yeah. Um, directions aren't my, uh, my forte, apologies, but uh, East-ish <laughs> uh, to Claw Canyon, where we were stopped in ambush style, not attacked, thankfully, because of recognition of corpse paint, in which several figures had been presented as we went through Claw Canyon, including uh, your Sword Splinter, we were introduced to the Chief Warsmith, uh, Skara Stinyara, or Stinjara, excuse me, um, Rinya Whitblade, and, of course, Khaldun. Um, in interacting with these individuals, uh, some of us having better talking-ins than others, uh, Corpse was directed to his task. And I believe that is where we left off. Heck yeah, it is. 
excellent work as always we do find ourselves uh in a procession heading towards the sunken swamp now uh i'm gonna say um you guys can throw your minis anywhere you want on the southern half you see there's torches lit all the way around the precipice of this so you guys kind of as you're walking towards the sunken swamp, Nior, uh, Sword Splinter, kind of comes up to you guys, and he goes, uh, "So uh, this this must be kind of a a culture shock, hey?" Great. To be perfectly honest with you, it's not the first time that people have threatened to eat me in walking in, but uh, you know, it's uh, we uh, appreciate the hospitality that uh, has been offered to us uh, on behalf of uh, I know he's focusing a little bit on what's coming up but uh, our wonderful corpse paint and uh, in all honesty um, much appreciated and uh, Murph will give a little bit of a light bow you're kind of nods in your direction uh, well I'll just give you guys a little bit of a you know the sunken swamp uh, this sword on my back is where I earned it um, it is a way of proving yourself to Lokor. Um, this area that you're about to see is ancient and holds a lot of uh, spiritual and religious value to my people. Uh, throughout the ages, many uh, beasts have called it home, battled each other for its security and strategic placement in the forest. Um, so no one knows what Corpse Paint might face when he goes down there, but surely it'll be a task unlike he's ever faced before. And Corpse, as you're taking this like hour-long walk, you're being followed by your group, Khaldun, Scara, Rinya, and Nyor, and a few other Templars. And just like, what's your, just walk us through it. Are you being quiet? Are you being stoic? Are you nervous? In true corpse paint fashion, he is walking very tall, remaining very stoic, being quite quiet. I would say underneath he is a little bit nervous, especially considering his ultimate goal within the Order of the Templars, but also just really trying to focus in. Yeah. Hone all of your warrior skills. Yeah. Try to remain level-headed. Yeah. So you guys come into this area and the trees sort of fade away. And it's just a lot of like waist height, um, like ferns, plants, bushels, um, thorns of the sort. And there is a large um, literal hole in the ground. It's about 20 feet down and a couple dozen meters across and it's just kind of like this literal sunken hole in the earth and in the bottom you see there are all kinds of um uh debris that's fallen in a few like rope bridges that have been attempted you see in the basin is a uh a few pieces of debris a rope bridge that has once been tried to um withstand this but of course uh, one of the many beasts that calls this home has destroyed it. All kinds of like lily pads, trees, 
and um, about what you can tell is like ankle height water. And it's filled with little bioluminescent like bugs and ripples that um, pour out across the surface of the water. And you kind of look down corpse paint and there is no entrance. You're going to have to like scale um, this rock wall that is covered in roots and vines and things clinging to it. Um, but first, Khaldun looks to you and he says, um, <clears throat> here in the sunken swamp, Templar corpse paint wishes to grow in his order to Arch Templar. Lay bare your soul before the eyes of Lokor and prove your worth to him as a kintar against whatever creature has laid claim to this ancient and natural stronghold. Anyone who interferes with this ritual will be dealt with justly, and the results and efforts of Corpse Paint's trial will be nullified. Corpse Paint, under no circumstances are you allowed to ask for help. If you leave the sunken swamp, you forfeit any reward you might have earned from this trial. Do you agree to this? Aye. Then, find your place at the basin of the sunken swamp. I'll take one last look at the gang, and then go in. Anyone is welcome to stop him and say a final word if they feel like that is appropriate. Um, or you're allowed to just let Corpse Paint descend. I think it's just a, a quiet good luck from Faye. Yeah. Nice. So, Corpse, you um, touch down. And now that you're down here, um, the scope of the sunken swamp is quite impressive. And you look up to the high wall and it seems a lot higher. Now you're in the bottom. Um, you splash down and it comes up to basically the bottom of your shins, this water. Um, pretty sturdy ground beneath you. You see there are three large um, caverns. Um, one in front of you and one to the left and right. Um, you know that these caverns all um, basically intertwine with each other once you enter them. And this is essentially where whatever beast has laid claim to the sunken swamp lives. Um, what would you like to do? First of all, I am going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. My AC is now 20. Excellent. Okay, that is a concentration, so if you do cast another spell, you will lose it, just to keep track of. Sure. If it's another concentration spell. Yeah. Okay. Decrease. Good to know. You'll have to make rolls every time you hit, take damage too, to maintain it. Man, you guys are fucking nerds. <laughs> nerds! <laughs> totally, totally kidding, totally kidding. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, screw you, uh, Caden. <laughs> All right. gonna roll, I'm just going to roll the d4 straight down the middle. You're going straight down the middle. There is one singular tree here that does seem quite out of place, and it grows dead center, and it is probably 60 feet tall. Uh, large green, uh, like maple leaves, kind of rustle in the wind as you approach it. Give me a perception check. 
10. 10. Um, to your right, as you approach, um, to the cavern in your right, you see um, these massive blue, uh, coastal blue um, canine eyes looking at you. Mm-hmm. And from it, uh, it, you just kind of get like this low throat ackling uh, growl. And it's kind of like uh, reverberated throughout the cave and it kind of fills your ears. But it makes no move towards you. Cool. I will take out my sword mm-hmm. and look at it. And I will hold my ground. All right. So you guys <laughs> up on the ridge, you see um, this massive serpentine um, creature slithering um, ever so quietly from the cavern behind corpse paint opposite of these blue canine eyes. And they're kind of just locked in the stare. And Faye, mm. can I get you to make a history check with advantage? Dear God. Jeez, that's terrifying. Yes, history check with advantage. History yeah. check with advantage. Oops. Sorry, guys. No, it's a 13. Okay. You know that this is called a moon worm. And there's an interesting history from the moon worms. It's said in your um, lore as a gloom elf, as this is quite a like divine spiritual animal for the gloom elves, that mm-hmm. Calestis sent a shower of meteors to Latour. And from those meteors hatched the very first moon worms. And since this is a trial of the gods, I will roll all of my dice on roll 20 for everyone to see. Uh, do I, I guess, do I know, I guess their their animalistic behaviors at all, or do I just know the lore of these creatures? You've just know the lore of them. To see one is quite a spectacle, and you've never been graced as such. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, corpse paint, twenty meets it beats. So this. Uh, Serpentine comes out of nowhere and just bites the shoulder, your shoulder. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please, as you take 12 piercing damage. Uh, con save seven. Seven. You take 31 points of poison damage, and you are poisoned. Okay. With that, you kind of turn and look, and this... 40, 60 foot long serpent is just uh, kind of grabbed onto your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it's got pale, like cyan uh, eyes. And its scales are like a dark navy blue. And it, they shimmer at the ends when the light catches it, almost like an aurora borealis. And the whole thing gives off a faint glow as like light bouncing off a moon. And you now know that this is your enemy. Okay. So your turn. Okay. Well, having this thing almost kill me in its first attack, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Lay on Hands on me. Okay. Doesn't specify whether or not it's a concentration. 
uh, we, we will we'll say you're good to go. Okay, sounds good. And I'm going to fill myself back up to max. And that should remove the poison condition rule lawyers. Yes. Uh, technically, if you use an additional five points, you can remove a condition, I believe. Nice. But yeah. Yeah. So you are no longer poisoned. Cool. cool. Sounds good. Okay, then I will turn around. My sword is out. And I shall strike it with my mighty sword. I use my bonus action, so I only get two, correct? D8 plus eight, so I rolled 19 plus eight. Mm -hmm. 27, that hits. Okay, thank God. Oh, yeah. Okay. And D8 plus seven damage. So six plus seven is uh oh my god six plus seven uh 13 yeah i'm fucking dumb yeah 13 the heat of the moment yeah i'm yeah i'm stressed all right 13 points of damage on the first one okay okay and i'm going to roll my second one it is 16 to hit eight plus eight that is its armor class you now know okay yeah it is it meets it beats on me so hell yeah <laughs> cool cool i appreciate that i'm d8 plus seven so seven plus seven 14 points of damage and i intend to add some of that divine smite vice mm. onto it please do and that is one spell slot i just want to weaken it up right away another 14 points of damage Another four points of damage. Four points, okay. Oh shit, sorry, yeah, the first one. Yeah, 14. First one, okay. Sounds good. That is a devastating 41 points of damage for your turn. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what it did to you, you did it, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so it um, starts to coil its long tail. Um, so that's 22 to hit. Mm-hmm. So, constrict. So, 2d8 plus 4 bludgeoning damage. And now you are restrained. Mm-hmm. 2d8 4. So you take uh, 14 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And on your next turn, you will have to make a strength saving throw to break the restraint. Okay. Restrained. A restrained creature's speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. The creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. So you can still attack, and at the end of your turn, you can take a strength saving throw to break it. So I could still attack? Yeah, you just have disadvantage. Okay. Uh, well, in that case... I am going to let out the Kintar Roar. Okay. So it'll roll to not be afraid. Uh, It succeeds, so it is not afraid. Okay. So I use that as my bonus. I'm going to try and attack it. Okay. Just one. But wait. So the two attacks do count as one action, correct? Yep. Correct. Okay, well, I changed my mind. I'm just going to do the strength saving throw, right? Yep. To get out of it. 
Yeah. Okay, 19. Nice. You break out of this uh, thick, coiling uh, tail, and you just kind of land on your feet. Oh, yeah. Um, it kind of, like, slithers away to get some distance from you, and you can take an opportunity attack if you like. Hell yeah, I am. Okay, so 23 to hit. Yeah, give it to me. D8 plus 7. Uh, 13 points of damage. Nice work. All right, it is going to use its action now to... You see, it just kind of opens its uh, maw, and these long fangs protrude down, and you see this, like globe of light starts to form in its throat. Mm-hmm. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw now, please. Dex saving throw? Okay. Yeah. 16. Okay, that is a fail, but it's not you're not going to take too much damage. So you are struck by um, this beam of radiant energy. Mm-hmm. And you take 18 points of radiant damage. Okay, well I will use my movements to get close to it but try to not be directly in front of uh, in front of him okay. and then I will just burn through all three of my my sword attacks so the first one's a nat uh, one plus eight so that's not going to hit no number two is a 17 plus eight that's going to hit I am going to roll the damage on that one. And that is uh, 12 points of damage. Bonus action for the last one. Uh, 17 plus 8. I'm going to roll damage and burn another spell slot for Divine Smite on top of that. So 14 points of damage plus 2d8. Five plus four, so an extra nine. Yeah. Devastating damages as you just slash this thing and great blasts of divine energy ricochet off your sword. And it kind of like does this weird squiggly spin and it smucks you with your tail, with its tail. Ooh, yeah. That is a nat 20. Okay. And you are going to take 26 points of damage from that. And you okay. should make a. Uh, you don't a have strength. to bother. Yeah. You don't have to bother. I'm dead. You dropped to zero. I dropped to zero. All right. I had 20 hit points left. Corpse paint drops to zero. You guys up top see him fall. Nior looks to you guys and he says if you don't want your friend to die now is the time we're allowed to interfere now unless you want him to die uh Faye looks to Nordum and Murphy in her in her mask (laughs) how big of a jump is it 20 feet Oh, Norm's jumping it. All right. Uh, you think? Can I have a dexterity saving throw from you, Norm? Sure. Oh, well, that's gonna go. <laughs> uh, 
is a 11 plus one. Oh, no, plus two. So it'll be uh, 13. Okay. Uh, oh, fuck. You take 19 points of damage from the fall as you just kind of land on your ankle bad. Um, you do have that, though, because it's bludgeoning damage. Oh, nice. All right. So eight or nine. Sorry. Great. Say uh, how close do you want to get? Uh, right up if I can or as close as you can get me <laughs> hold, hold your hand up uh, uh, as he goes to class phase and uh, yeah. there is basically like a, a glimmer of cyan that opens between the two of them I'm going to rip her through as I cast dimension door and put oh, us right next to the down, down course paint okay, put your minis there that's yeah, I'm immediately fast. going to take my movement and run. Okay. <laughs> That's quite a fancy bard you've brought along. Um, so it kind of like sees you guys. Um, Corpse was 11 hit points away from killing it. It is going to it is going to run. So you guys can take yeah. opportunity attacks. Uh, um, action yeah, series, so. Yeah. Nordum's gone. Murphy's gone. Faye, you can go. Uh, he's not taking an attack of opportunity, knowing the um, the reverence that this creature has to the Gloom Elves. And honestly, she's more concerned about if it's running away, it can live its life. She's just going to start uh, applying pressure to wounds on corpse paints and start bandaging him and such. All right. The healing salve from the keist kind of idea. Nordum, are you going to let it get away? Uh, would I have enough movement to get up to it? I'm going to say yeah. Okay. Uh, then I will attack it for sure. Okay. Uh, that'll be a 16 plus 5. Yeah, that hits. Perfect. And that'll be... Uh, Eight points of damage, and I'll bump it up with my divine smite or an extra. Ooh, that's good rolls. An eight and a seven. So that is uh, 15. All right. This thing just kind of in a sadly epic way kind of just like falls to the ground from its midriff to its head. Um, and it just kind of lays there unmoving. Uh, yeah, so, Faye, mm-hmm. um, you stabilize corpse. And I'm assuming you put some healing into him? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be better at, she's a field medic first before a healer caster kind of person. I'm trying to get better at that. Right. Um, but she will pump a, a well, third, third level cure wounds into him. Okay. And that'll be is it rolls ooh 18 healing to you corpse paint. 18? Yeah, one eight. Okay. Is when she 
make sure make sure that any wounds that are prominent and immediate are bandaged up. She hand on your chest just lays into that uh, twilight shimmering ethereal energy. So the four Kintar, including Kaldun, comes down. And Kaldun kind of comes up to you, corpse paint. A fight for the annals of our people. Admirable, without a doubt. Alas, this trial did not work out in your favor. There are other ways of attaining your rank, but for now, you remain a Templar. When can I try again? When Lokor allows it. And you see, he just kind of starts to walk off. Are you so blind? (laughs) (laughs) He just stops, looks over his shoulder at you. Your worshipfulness. Does Lokor not speak through you? Or have the gods forsaken you as well, my lord? Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit. Oh. I fear the gods have forsaken us all. I know nothing more than the traditions of our people. You wish to oppose those traditions? Do you wish to forever live in darkness? Perhaps we should talk back in Claw Canyon. Forgive me, my lord. And you see, as you are face to face with your Khaldun, a single arrow protrudes from the back of his hood out his eye slot. Oh. And he slumps to the ground. And you see about 30 gloom elves line the ridge. And there's one gloom elf that stands differently than the rest. Kirsten. Oh no. Who do you think oh. that is? Oh, you motherfucker. Um, no one. A stranger. A complete stranger. I don't know her. A complete stranger. She points a singular finger towards you, Faye. <laughs> and Nordum. Yeah. About ten archers all line their arrows up for you. The one who just killed the fucking glow worm or the moon worm, sorry. And now we will roll initiative. Bubbly. You thought I'd leave you guys out of this. No. I was just having fun sitting back listening to the episode, not playing (laughs) it. (laughs) Oh, that's a natural 20 for me. Probably wasted on my initiative. Love it threw my dice across the room because I'm so stressed now. <laughs> Corpse is going to drag the body of the Khaldun and kind of just get out of sight. Mm. Nice. That sounds good. Alright. Uh, an Aodin is going to lead us off. Right, well. Ladies and gentlemen who are about to partake in whatever nastiness that this may be, for the rest of you, Get fucked uh, <laughs> using Mantle of Inspiration. So for eight individuals around, uh, 
I can grant eight temporary, sorry, other way, eight temporary HP to up to five creatures that I can see as a bonus action. So uh, that'll be Nordum, Brom, Fey. Uh, I can't see myself, so I'll give it to, kind of give a, a wink to Rinya and Skera as well. Um, uh, I would say you'd be able to see yourself. Yeah, you look down and see your feet, right? Right, so my mirror is not out right now, but in saying that, uh, uh, so that'll be my bonus action, uh, and in a illustrious move forward, um, well, uh, he'll start to slowly walk forward. For those of you who decide that hiding is a much better addition, and I'll cast Fairy Fire on a group of four that's nearest to Brom, I guess. Uh, yep. So just that's deck saving true. throws for all of them because they're on the. It's a twenty foot cube. Hang on. Tw- I'm gonna I'm gonna cheese this. Yeah. So I'm gonna put the cube dead center here, so I can also maybe get whoever this new, El Gloom Elven lady looking whatever is. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, so dexterity from the five of them. Uh, DC's 16, so not the greatest, but we'll see. That's pretty good. All right, so 16. So uh, only one of them. Wait, I'm going to say two of them. So this new glue mouth person, she does not get struck. Yep. And the other three will. So it's fairy fire, you said? Yeah, fairy fire. So it's it's it's. They light up with arcane light and attacks against them while I maintain this will have advantage against them. So after finishing within uh, Fairy Fire, uh, uh, Iden will look up at Brahm and, right, you beautiful bastard, get to work. Uh, And that'll be my turn. All right, Nordum, you're staring down about 10 archers who are all knocking their bows. But and they're all aimed at you, and it is your turn. Oh Lord, um, why do all you freaking elves hate each other? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what I can do. Um, <laughs> you can always defer if you want. Uh, well, I'll probably do Shield of Faith on myself as a bonus action to get that extra two to my AC. And is this a tree in the center of this? Yeah. Alright. Um, how would this work? Remember I, when you were talking about being a tree ant? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I changed my mind. Um, kind of like keep out and then as soon as they release the arrows duck behind it because I want them to shoot but not wait till I pop out from the tree you know I just want to wait till (laughs) probably not alright just just because like they'll just wait I think well I was thinking like wait until they shoot and then I'll try to duck behind I'll I'll give some of them disadvantage do you like that is that good alright sure just try to deke them uh, out, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I right. want them to shoot at me, but then quickly duck right. behind the tree when they do. Cap sounds good. Yeah, I'll give you some more time. Uh, I don't know. That's probably about it. And Chris, okay. what did? So you cast what on us? It does what? 
Uh, right, so uh, Mantle of Inspiration will give you five temporary hit points uh, just oh, to stack on, so you're struck by the magnificence of my inspiring leadership. Alright, I'm going to take five points of damage. <laughs> I'm inspired that you pissed them off more than hopefully I did so that I might not get hit. Faye, I'm assuming it's kind of like across like the courtyard type deal you and this gloom elf you know to be your sister are just staring not just staring at each other what complex feelings you're feeling i'm not entirely sure yeah um first disbelief panic and shame (laughs) and she's just kind of like walking through what seemed to be like her gloom elf soldiers around this courtyard and she's just staring with malice at you Mm -hmm. and you see um she knocks a single arrow and it is uh has a tip made of ice steel that you're familiar with from the caraman range Mm -hmm. um i'm assuming a 16 doesn't hit you uh nope that beats or beats that hits me Okay, 16's my AC. All right. So... Is she the one who threw... Yeah, she has the bow and arrow, so I'm assuming she's the one that pierced the skull of the Khaldun? Okay. Precisely, yeah. Um, you take 14 points of piercing damage. And, uh, 12 points of, uh, uh, cold damage. Okay. Bra. Okay. Uh, so, having watching everything that has happened, Brum's probably just a little taken aback, and he is gonna look at probably the most stunning gloom elves in front of him, <laughs> and just be love struck for a for a brief second before seeing that you know everybody's fighting and being like, oh right. And we'll take out his sword, whisper a secret word into it. It will light a flame, and I will tack the first in the group of four just to my left. Okay. Okay. Uh, 17 to hit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 10 slashing. Nine fire. Ooh, nice. And I will do my second attack. Same thing. Uh, 23 to hit. Yeah. Eight points of slashing. And nine fire. Okay, so you just gore this uh, gloom elf. And you see they're all, like, bedecked in, um... Uh, like scarves with cloaks that billow behind them and the same kind of thing as Faye, like starkly white hair, eyes that look like stars, and like ranging of blue skin. And they just collapse at your feet. Will that be all, good Brom? Yep. That's all I can do. Right. Faye. I'm only can assume the look of hatred and anger and malice that are in my sister's eyes. Yeah. Can I verify that? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. No okay. roll needed. Okay. 
Um. Okay. What I'm gonna do, and I don't know if this will work. We're at a 20 foot drop, and she's about 30 feet away from me. I think that's what the. Yeah. Okay, so she's just within range. Um. Faye is going to, um, from behind her mask, her, the corners of her eyes are starting to prick with tears as she sees her sister, who she thought was dead and found out was alive, but resurrected. So she's not sure what sister this is, you know, because resurrection, there's always alterations. Yeah. Um, she is going to attempt to cast Calm Emotions, a Gloom Elf yeah. uh, innate ability, and she's going to center it on her sister, Wynne, and every creature within uh, 20 feet. So it should be that group of four Gloom Elves over there. Yeah. They need to make... It... Uh, charisma saving throw, please and thank you. DC is 14. Not great. Yeah, they're all going to have advantage because they are all gloom elves. Of course. Um, unfortunately, only one of them succumbs. Um, is that an action? I'm assuming that's an action. I don't think it actually really says, but I'm assuming it's going to be an action. Um, it's an action to like cast the spell normally, but with it being like a racial feature, I don't know what you want. I think, I think it'll be an action, but it's just not like it doesn't cost you anything, you know? Yeah. 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 Because. Yeah, and spells that are innate to yeah. races are typically just treated mm-hmm. as the spells without requiring oh, yeah. material components. Um. So, see, having like an EMP of Twilight Energy. Uh, dissipates from when Faye just calls out to her whatever business you have settle it with me don't bring anyone else into this mess and Uh, uh, she's just going to attempt to challenge her for like a one on one (laughs) which is basically what it is anyways but you know she's trying to make her stand down her other guards so that no one else can get hurt with this. Yeah. Alright. Uh, and that'll be it, pretty much. I don't think she's gonna move anywhere. She's just gonna stay right where she is. Nordum. Six attacks are gonna hit you. Out of the ten. Those other four had disadvantage. So, total is 43 points of piercing damage. Jeez Louise. They all hit above 22? Yeah. What the fuck are these guys? What the fuck is this place? Were any of them by chance a natural 20? Two of them were. Can I cancel one of them with my Sentinel at Death's Door? Um, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's gonna make the math real easy. <laughs> okay. You don't have to allow it. That is your choice. It is my no, reaction. No. You can tell me yeah. to fuck off. No, no, it's fine. 
Um, so I said 41 points of damage, right? Yeah, I'm gonna so. say three. Four, 43, 43 or 44, 41. Okay, it'll be it'll be 38 halved. 38 halved, okay. Yeah. Math, okay, got it. Okay, go with that. So like 19 points of damage. Um, okay. And these four gloom elves all nimbly jump down and start battling with Rinya, Skara, and Nyor. As do these three, because one of them is just kind of looking at the pretty flowers now that she has calm emotion. <laughs> and your sister will absolutely meet that one on one challenge with you, Faye. Mm-hmm. And you see, she pulls out this um, ice steeled dagger and she um, pulls it alongside a rapier. And can I get. Um, an arcana check from you. Yeah, I I'm sweating so much. I'm throwing my dice everywhere. This is awful. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, 17. Okay. <laughs> this is a interesting um, weapon that the snow elves created. Mm-hmm. The dagger or the rapier, sorry? The dagger. The ice steel dagger. Um, It is meant for one person. And it literally has your name etched in the ice. And she makes two attacks against you. Uh, A 18 and a 22. Oh yeah, baby. So the rapier does... 12 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then the dagger does six points of piercing, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. 14. Okay. Um, it does 62 points of piercing damage or cold damage. She drops. And she just lets go of the handle and the ice um, melts into your wound. Mm-hmm. And she grabs not only your um, pendant for the caretaker, but mm-hmm. you have um, uh, Lucien's pendant still, don't you? I do. And if she's grabbing for all that, it's all kind of on one chain. She's grabbing also two wedding bands. Okay, so she just grabs all of it. Mm-hmm. Nordum, you see Faye collapse as this is all kind of happening right in front of you, as well as you do, uh, Aiden. And it is your turn. Great, not great. Um... Uh, first things first, uh, I know you can hear me in there, sweetheart. It's time to stand up. I'll cast healing words of bonus action on Faye. Uh, you will die only first level, uh, but you will heal eight. And so that is my bonus action. 
Um, and I guess to apparently this, uh, I'm just gonna, I don't know wherever sorts of form that you learned your manners, but Jesus, how tall are you? Five foot what? I didn't realize they stack shit that high. Vicious mockery on her. Uh, wisdom saving throw, uh, probably not gonna uh, hit, but, uh, She 16. rolled a 15. So. Plus... Wisdom, you said? Yeah, she'll probably. Yeah. It's plus six. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. I realize it doesn't catch, I'm like, alright, time to change tactics. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, we'll continue to maintain concentration and try and put myself in between the group of Rinya, Nor, and Scar so and the Faye, rest of them as they start approaching. When you come back up, you do not go above one hit point. Cool. Yep. That's the thing. Yep. Yep. Nordum. Uh, Nordum would like to probably cast command on this scary elf Bloom lady who just took down Faye. Yeah. So she'll have to be a uh, not very high wisdom 12. Oh, wisdom. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, 7 plus 6 again, so 13. Oh, Alright, well, Armal just still go and attack her. Yeah. And that will be a 10 plus 5, 15. Uh, miss. Alright, another one. And that's a 19 plus 5. Hell yeah. And... That'll be... 5, and then I'm going to smite at the third level. That's... Fuck this. Uh, so that's... Sorry. I said 5, right? Yeah. Five, uh, 11, 18, 20 points. Okay. Excellent work. Oh boy. Okay, nice. Uh, you just. <laughs> you thought she was mad before? Now <laughs> she's fiery angry. Um, Normal, and... probably say to Faye on the ground. Who, who the hell is this? Who are you? What do you want? She looks at you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. And she kind of looks at both of you. I want her in the ground so I can rest. Well, I'll I'll help you rest quick without her in the ground. How about that? (laughs) He'll just bring me back. Who is bringing who? What? What? What the heck is going on? She slashes her rapier across your throat, Nordum. Oh, lovely. For a 21. Hell, me 11, bitch. (laughs) Bitch. And, um... uh, She kind of, like, slashes her, uh... Her rapier again at you. Um, Misses, though. Connects with that iridium. Thank God. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> somewhat kept somewhat holding up its end alright Brom okay uh, well I will move up 
to the the one beside the one that I just took down and uh, okay. do this, do the same slashy party. Slash attack. 12 to hit. Uh, that misses. Okay, well, I'll try again. And a nat 1 plus 5, so... Brom is probably just enamored by the, the beauty of the cell. The beauty, yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, Faith. Okay, so I am on the ground. Um... As I fell out of consciousness and yeah. woke up again, do I by chance see a glimpse of any Ammons or a particular snow elf that I killed way back when? Yeah, Lucien is just kind of standing behind her. What's his expression? Is he relieved to see her? Is he pained to see her? Is he nonchalant about this whole thing? Uh, a sense of sorrow, to be honest. Um, and then another question, sorry. Do I get the sense that I cannot be healed past this one hit point, or...? Correct. Okay. And you're, like, bitterly cold. Like, yeah. you felt death, you know death, and you are uh-huh. colder than the cold grip of death. Okay. Okay. So... Looking up she has the, all the pendant stuff in her hand, I'm guessing, because she tore it from me as I fell. Um, is it Thren? <laughs> she coughs from the ground. Is he bringing you back over and over? Uh, who else could be responsible for such atrocity? Then stand and fight with me. I want him dead as much as you do. Give me uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's um, she's saying that to a hope that she can persuade her sister, but mm-hmm. um, sh- she is also creeping uh, a hand to her to Wind's feet to potentially cast a spell if you know you, it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> give me a general persuasion check. Can I have advantage because she's my sister? Or is there a way I can help? <laughs> How would you help, Nordal? I don't know. Intimidate her <laughs> to, if she doesn't follow her sister's lead, she'll die. Sure, you can uh, bury your axe threateningly at her. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't join forces with her, I'll put you deeper so no one can bury you or unbury you. Okay, <laughs> Faye. Okay. To 12. To 12, eh? Yeah. Not great. Um, with advantage? Yep. The 10 that plus is, a 2 was the highest roll. That is not great. Yeah. Uh, she spits at you. Yep. If only you knew. Yep. Okay. Well, I am grabbing her her leg and I'm casting light. Oh, okay. So Tough she it. needs Nate needs to make a constitution saving throw. That is not her. Yeah, that's a five. Uh, 
I mean, not, I should know. <laughs> shouldn't laugh. Kill my sister. Yeah. So she'll take 8d8 necrotic damage. Holy shit. Uh, uh, that's a, <laughs> a 43, 43 necrotic damage. Uh, your sister drops to zero hit points. That's... Was that the same one you laid corpse paint low with? No, that was um, inflict wounds. All right. Damn, you got some powerful spells on you. Um, With that, you see, like, the gloom elves start to, like, um, position themselves around the moon worm. And Scara is kind of, like, holding Nyor and uh, Renya back. And you see Um... there's kind of just, like, a tenuous, like... Everyone's just kind of like standing still. Like any any wrong movement in this whole thing could just break out again. Faye rolls from her back to her side to uh, look at her sister and just brushes her hair out of her face kind of idea and casts Bear the Dying on her. This was just to get her out of the fight and hopefully just settle everything down. Or at least scare her into submission. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> and um, Rom, you see like a group of Gloom Elves just runs past you. And you see they're all kind of just standing by this moon worm now. Okay, well if there's no more surrounding me, then I will climb down into the uh, into the swamp. What are the, um, sorry, what are the Pintars doing? So Scara is like the chief warsmith, and you see um, her and Rinya are pretty bloody. Um, Like they they killed two gloom elves. They took some good hits because they were surrounded, like outnumbered threefold. Um, And she's just kind of holding the two Kintar back. And she's, like, edging them towards the um, edge of the sunken swamp to get out kind of thing. Uh, Faye is looking up past Nordum, past her sister, past the um, gloom elves that are surrounding this moonworm, and she's looking directly at Lucian, which is empty space to everyone else pretty much unless they didn't also see spirits which is whatever to to Faye at this point um and at this point Faye doesn't care she takes off her her mask she doesn't care who sees like if the well I guess the Kaldun's dead so it doesn't really matter at this point um and it's just heavy tears and says to Lucien you see why now he has to die he has no honor and just picks everyone in his way and if there's a blade that he can twist he will I don't want to bury my sister again but if there is no other way I don't know what to do. She's seen if Lucian has any insights 
from beyond the veil. He he, he remains dead silent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Win is technically at uh, zero hit points, so Faye will. Um, well, yeah, she's. Well, first, what are the Gloom Elves doing around the Moonworm? They're in like uh, a sort of like worship prayer, and like uh, like a very like sorrowful one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're paying like none of you any heed, and you see the Kintar pretty much climbed out of the sunken swamp now. Uh, Kyle's not here. Poor Kyle. Great to have best friend Valorous here, but best friend Norden is here, <laughs> and he's right here. Yep. Um. They uh, turns her gaze to you. This is my sister. She died. Or I thought, she, well, she did die years ago. When that snow elf came to Red Willow, he was the one who killed her, but he was the one who resurrected her back. Resurrection does not always work. I don't know if this is the sister I remember. I want her free and I want her at rest. But if she can help kill the guy who killed our family, I think she can. But I don't know if it's worth the risk. I don't know what to do. I mean, what's what's one more body on bringing it back? Hey. I can can try to bring her back to a true form. I don't know if it works like that. I mean, if you can't, we could always find a good spot where no one can alter her with her anymore. I guess. Faye calls out to the other blue mouths. Um, she understands that they're in a moment of worship for this moonworm, but she, at this point, has kind of zero fucks to give. Um, where do you hail from? Do you hail from the Karaman Range? Or are you from the settlement southeast of here? We are from the settlement southeast of here. Are you under the thrall of Lord Friend? Or did she come and pay you? or rally you. She came to us in search of help. But we were here already paying our respects to the moonworm when these savages showed up to kill it. Everyone has their rites of passage. I do not necessarily agree with all of them either, but... I will gladly give my life stopping those killing as their rites of passage. It is worse than barbaric. You as a gloom elf should know this. Sorry, maybe I'm out of touch because I was... I've been away from gloom elves for so long. You're right. Killing 
for a rite of passage is perhaps not the best way of doing it, but there is so much killing in this world, it all needs to stop. It won't, because that is the world we live in. I am sorry that the creature died. I am. A a respectful nod. It's just protecting itself and its home. Just like any other person or creature in this world would do. And these people here are my home. One more arrow or sword slashed against my family, trust me, will not end well. And Faye is angry, ashamed, sad, like mortified that it she killed her sister and that her anger is getting a bit best to her and she's being rude to these people that she actually did want to go mm-hmm. um, find after all this. You, and she's not sure if she's even interested anymore in that. When you, you speak of this family, um, they get like a wide smile and they tell you, um, well, perhaps you are not so detached from your roots after all. You are welcome to come back with us and we can try to heal her and send you on your way wherever that may be. Otherwise, best of luck and I'm sorry this turned out the way it did. Faye gives a solemn nod and just um, uh, just (laughs) kind of collapses a little bit. Because she's still at one hit point and is, like, tired. And with that, we will go into our break. Hello there. We'd like to take a second from the Fables of Latour team to discuss another resource that we use quite frequently. We can all appreciate the effect of a good soundscape within our projects. When we find ourselves fully immersed in a story, whether it's audio-driven or visual, sound plays a massive component in our experience. From the high-paced feeling of an action movie, the knife-like tension of a horror or thriller experience, or the epic pull, the heart and soul in a major scene, sound must carefully be chosen, like a painter with their canvas. And whether it be within podcasts, videos for YouTube, short films, feature projects, commercial or personal, Epidemic Sound is something that we would like to recommend for you to try out. It is a massive library of over 35,000 tracks, 90,000 sound effects in many different genres, whether it be acoustic music, hip-hop, EDM, creative music, cinematic scores, sound effects ranging from car cheese scenes to sci-fi lasers to basically whatever you need for your project. (laughs) It'll allow you to paint or anything that you wish to paint into. With subscription, you get access to royalty-free music with unlimited downloads, unlimited use. Again, this is not something we're being paid for. This is just a resource that we use and something that we really enjoy at the Fables of Latour team. And we appreciate it within our own storytelling. Thank you for painting with us and listening along. And we hope you enjoy.
Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. <laughs> no, the Zeus. The Zeus. The Zeus. The Zeus. Like the, the Zeus equivalent, like the head of the Pantheon in Latour is Craig. Yes. Well, now that we've established who our Zeus is, welcome back from the break. Things are a little tense here, everybody. However, I think there might be a plan of action in place from at least two of our players. Bra or uh, Corpse Paint is going to return to Claw Canyon. Now, A, mm-hmm. are you going to follow the Gloom Elves or take Lynn back to Claw Canyon as well? Uh, I think she would... The, the Gloom Elves said that they could take her and heal her if I asked them to. Did I? Is that something that they said? They, they, they said they would offer healing. Yeah. You don't know who... Like, I'm sure Corpspink could tell you that, like, Claw Canyon has, like, some extraordinary healers, especially, you know, they are a warring people. Mm-hmm. So their healers are up to the task kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe a Gloomouth needs a Gloomouth touch, you don't know? Uh, I think... I think she would bring Wynn to Claw Canyon. Okay. Yeah. So... You guys together get Wynn out of the sunken swamp. Um, carry her back to Claw Canyon. Now, I would like y'all to take over the story. As, as, um, <clears throat> corpse, you can kind of like usher Faye and Wynn to one of your guys' healers. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah, in the temple. Yeah, I was just yeah. just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, in the temple. Um, um, yeah. So there are like a number of, so like the Caldoon is like the Grand Templar, right? Um, however, there is um like a few other like ranking members here, about three of them. Um, and I'm assuming that's who you're gonna want to commune with about. You know, you bring the Khaldun's body back. Yeah. Um, so for now, let's just jump into that scene. How about? Okay. Um, so again, all three of them are are masked, um, quite similar to yours. And again, I would imagine this is totally your call. Are like all of your guys' masks identical, or do you have like you know unique touches on them? Are they all designed a little bit differently? I would say the upper, like the higher you get in rank, just the mm-hmm. more gets added to the mask, essentially. So I'd imagine the Khaldun's mask has probably more hints of gold. But even yeah. I think as the Khaldun, you're still required to battle. It's not mm-hmm. like you're going to be ornate and more more ceremonious stuff. Right. But for the most part, yeah, they're pretty, pretty similar. 
Okay. So the three of you are all kind of like equals here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one guy who's kind of just like taking the lead in all of this, and you expect he's kind of the one to like thinks he should take the Caldoon's place. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Well, how did your trial go, corpse?" Well. The beast is dead. However, it nearly killed me as well. Um, well, then, it looks like Lokor smiles favorably upon you. And another one of the Templars here says, It is a good omen, then. Corpse was there. He completed his trial moments before our Khaldun perished. He should be a natural successor. And then another one, um, the one who wants the position kind of pipes up and he goes, this is an outsider. He does not speak to the Templars of Clock Canyon. He has only just arrived. Might I have you know, my friend, I've spent significant time in Claw Canyon. I was once a berserker among the Claw Canyon forces before the Templars took me in. This has been my station for the past 15 years. What makes you think I am an outsider? He says, um, only that I do not know your face. And then the other one says, many of us here do not know each other's faces, brother. And you see, um, Scarest and Yara is there. She kind of follows in behind you guys and she says, I, myself, back, corpse paint. I've seen what he can do. He was once a berserker in my army. I think he would be a fine asset to your religion. But might I propose, I will say to the one who is advocating against me. Mm-hmm. I have heard of you. You are wise as you are mighty. We will discuss more, but this does not need to be a hierarchy. I will be traveling. There is a lot of business that the Templars need to attend to and a lot that we have to answer to. I will keep this brief. But in my travels with the Red Willow Guild here, we have been informed of an upcoming war. So I assure you, brother, there will be plenty of battle and plenty of opportunities for leadership where I cannot. I'd like us all to stand together, not me above all you. You propose a ruling council of sorts? I do. In my experience lately that, well, we function better as equals together. Totally like saying that so Nordum could hear that. Yeah. (laughs) Give me a a persuasion check with advantage as like Scara is kind of standing behind you um, looking. Well, they have like the respect of her. Yeah. Yeah. Advantage. Low core. Craig be praised. 
the lower one was an 18, the higher one was a 19. Nice. Um, the other two um, kind of um, are in total agreement. And the one who wanted the Khaldun position is named um, Verlen. Mm-hmm. And he, like, begrudges this um, acknowledgement, but accepts that the full review will be the rulers from now on of the Templars of Lokor. For now, we will jump to Walker. You are in a pretty, like, ornate um, room. All fine um, stonework, as uh, Caden so elegantly described last episode. Um, and there is a healer in here, and they wear, like, mostly white uh, version of, like, what corpse paint wears, including the mask. And then, like, a single red hood. Um, and they are, like, they have these, like, glowing hands that are going, like, up and down your sister, just kind of, like, hovering over her. And, um, they pretty much wake her. And she kind of jumps up, just sitting upright on, like, this stone slab. And they, um, look to you and give you a nod through this mask. Mm-hmm. They touch you as well as your shoulder as they exit and cast um, Greater Restoration. Oh. And now you are able to go above the one hit point. Oh, gotcha. I'm still at one hit point, but I, okay. Yes, but you, you can heal now. Okay. And it is just you and your sister left in this room. Um, a single torch kind of like or, sorry, a single candelabra kind of hangs above the stone slab table Wynne is sitting on. And she just looks at you, like, scornfully. Uh, they... Uh, look, there's, there's a bit of... I wouldn't... I don't want to say hate, but there's definitely some anger in her expression, and... She looks to, to win too, and I they hold I guess like a staring contest for a little while and you don't have to go back to him you can go wherever the hell you want now but I am going to him at some point you really think you can defeat him I'm gonna try He's hurt way too many people at this point that I, I don't know if I can ignore much longer. I ran so much the last few decades. Part of me is still running, but I'm tired of it. I'm assuming... She, she disagrees with you, as am I. I'm assuming you've heard about Captain Lucian? Yeah. He says with a little bit of, like, apprehension. Yeah, that's why he sent me here. But I don't remember all of it. It's more like trying to remember a dream. You see, she says it as she kind of just, like, rubs her eyes and tries to, like, like, as if she's coming out of very, very deep sleep. 
What do you remember? Hunting. Killing. Being an assassin. Doing his dirty work. Lucian was his dog. I was his shadow. Do you have anything that you would say to Lucian if you were here? Knowing full well he's probably around here somewhere. Or could probably be here. Fuck you. (laughs) Okay. I think he regrets his allegiances, but was not willing to change when we encountered each other. He was a bona fide coward, Faye. Like I said, a mad dog, incapable of thinking for himself. And what about you now? Well, I'd really like to put a dagger in, friend. It sounds good right about now. But I can't go back there, not alone. He's too well protected. He has too many allies. Too much money. Too much land. And that we are aligned. Who is that dwarf? Friend. Just a friend. Uh, can I get a judge for as like why she's why she's asking? Um, yeah, give me an insight check. Just because, like, she's her like Faye's sister, and as much as Faye really wanted, like, is very very deep down is happy to see her uh, alive, quotation and well. Um. She has been under the control of friend for so long. She is not a hundred percent sure of how to take any words that she says, and that's a seventy yeah. her insight. Um, it's more like um, so you are hanging out with a pretty formidable band of I don't want to say heroes, adventurers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this dwarf, you think in her mind, stands not above the rest, but above most that she has encountered in her life. Um, just through, like, a fighting prowess, you know? Um, however, being sisters, you think there might have been a hint of curiosity. (laughs) Respect, in a way. (laughs) Yeah. Intrigued, respect. Um, Faye gives, like, a very slight smirk um he is a formidable fighter and comrade and leader us all of us together are part of the red willow guild he commands it he's been a very dear friend so you're actually doing good trying well are you going back there anytime soon? To Red Willow? Yeah. I don't know. I think our business here is done, more or less. We have to... It's a long way back on foot. If we can get to Three Gates, then at least get our rides. Make it a little quicker. 
I don't know when Lord Thren will find me at his doorstep, but there are bigger things besides my revenge that needs dealing with. But I will talk to my family and see what our thoughts are. Really only one of them knows kind of what has happened. I think others know the gist or can assume what has happened. You are welcome to join us, I guess. Join me or find me in three gates, whatever you choose. Just kind of like leaps off the table and cracks her neck. Faye definitely would have like gone for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, relax, sister. As of right now, you're a better option than back east. And perhaps maybe I can learn to do some good. Who knows? Just don't count on it or anything. You. You were good. At one point, and I'm. I'm sorry that I ran and left you and mothers behind. It has haunted me forever. It still does. I don't think I'm a good person yet either, but I'm trying to do better. The caretaker saved me in a way, which she holds out her hand to her sister. I'd like my pendant back, please. You can keep Lucian's if you want it. But I need everything else. She just, like, drops it lazily into your hand. And you remember growing up, your sister, um, your older sister, mm-hmm. had a smile. A smile that just, like, gained her the favor of every new person she met. And you hated that smile. And you have not seen it once. And she just kind of looks at you with a heavy frown. And she says, well, maybe we can learn to do better together. And she just walks out of the room. Um, Faye lets her leave the room. And when she has left the room, will let out a big sigh that she like hasn't realized she's really been holding her breath for so long. It's really since traveling back into Caw Canyon. And yeah. just, I'm glad you're safe for what it's worth. And she just like says it to herself mostly. And then we'll join uh, wherever her friends are. Nice. So pretty much you guys are all now in like this war room. Like everyone. Nior, Skara, Rinya, the four now leaders of the Templars of Lokor and the Red Willow Guild and Wynn. And it is got like a high ceiling, um, arched ceiling. And um, there is a statue of Lokor at one end. And 
he has a uh, large shield in one arm and a large uh, spear in the other. And he just looks like like Achilles or something, just like this Greek god statue. And at the bottom, it's engraved with his words. Um, Perseverance is the measure of power. And you know, corpse, but those are the, the tenets of his faith. Mm-hmm. And pretty much this meeting has been convened for you guys, the Red Willow Guild corpse, to just discuss whatever they need to hear, make plans to move back west, do whatever you need to do. But you guys take the floor. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned earlier, we have been informed of an upcoming darkness brewing throughout our world. And we must act quickly. I give the floor to my companion and my friend, Nordum Ironboot. Nordum, if you will. Oh, Jesus. Hey, um... I'll probably just sum it up quickly, because I'm sure yeah. we've explain the war many times to many different people and don't need to explain it again but Norm will explain the whole situation of the the dwarves of silver rock and the dragon bloods uh and he'll basically just say um in the end what we need is more someone to immediate the two forces from meeting because if they get into full-scale combat, that will disrupt the whole world of Latour. And that won't be good for anyone. And then if that happens, more probably little skirmishes around the entire land will start to erupt, which would then create a bigger war with all the races and everyone against each other, trying to get as much as they possibly can. That is why we need to, in the end, try to stop, if not lessen the damage of the two big nations fighting. Scara kind of pipes up and she says, um, this has the making of the first war between the first and the second age that nearly left all life on the Tor extinct. You really think it could come to that again, Master Dwarf? Oh, I... I quite do believe so. Um... We have... I have actually even personally held some old relics of the old war that are extremely powerful and that can easily wipe things clean off this earth. Says, you do know I have a mere 1,000 raiders and berserkers. Not a very large force. I'm not sure what we could really do from our perspective. Templars, on the other hand, are their own force to be reckoned with. Indeed. And with the Council's permission, I propose that I travel with the Red Willow Guild and marshal any forces we have in the west of Latour. You see all three counselors, um, even the one who wanted to be the Khaldun, 
is probably the most eager about that. He goes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, they're all like, um, well, Locor craves battle among uh, everything else. I think that that sounds like a truly divine cause. Corpse, I think you should absolutely marshal any forces you can to the west. Yes, and a battle to keep life in motion. I'm sure he is in favor of that. As for the Berserkers, my only suggestion would be to protect your home and try not to get yourselves killed. Um, you see, Nior says, um, well, Corpse, that is what we do best. Perhaps when the war is nigh, some of us will come out to join and fight beside you. Well, then it would be an honor to fight beside you again. A um, fable step forward to stand like slightly behind beside Corpse Paint because he's now like part of this council, so she's not wanting to supersede any kind of positioning for him. Corpse, um, will, Corpse <laughs> will take note of that and, you know, actually like fully give you the attention and the respect you deserve. Just saying, you know, this is an actual meeting. There's no hierarchy here right now. <laughs> uh, you, the, the Kintar are masterful fighters in the battlefield, but there are other great warriors here in the great northern rainforest that could be our allies as well. We should reach out to the Keist of Silva and potentially the Gloom Elves southeast of here to see if we can rally forces as well. I, are we trying to gather our own army or are we trying to mediate something between the dragon bloods and the dwarves again? Kind of like looks to Corpse Pain and Nordum. And Valorous, if Valorous was here, but Kyle's ill. I would say try to mediate. See if we could come to a civil agreement. However, if war happens, we should be prepared. Much blood will be shed. I think regardless of our efforts, um, I'm not the best at strategy planning. But I can read people well. And I think regardless of what we do, war is coming either way. I think we can potentially lessen the effects of it on civilians but I don't think there's a way around flashing it does look to be that way but I would say we just keep trying to stop it until it happens but be prepared for it to happen and there are many communities and cities throughout Latour that are vulnerable and will need protecting. Um, pretty much like the counselors say that like that is a good task for us to focus on as well. Getting the name of Lokar out there and showing that we are here to 
help as well as protect is important for us and our future. And Scara kind of says, if you plan on uniting the Keast and the Kintar Feywalker, then you have a much greater task in front of you. The dragon bloods and dwarves, I don't think, will stop in Rogar or in Silverrock, wherever the battle may happen. And I don't mean this as a threat, but your great northern rainforest will be affected by it one way or another. I think for a home, that is a just cause enough to hopefully put you guys under one banner for a moment. They all just kind of, the Kintar anyway, just kind of shake their heads like you know nothing. She does. She knows nothing. She has no idea what. Um, but your sister yeah. steps in to kind of like back you up. Um, and you can tell she's hesitant, but like is also very strong spoken, like not to be outspoken and is confident. Um, to prove Faye's point, the former master I served has already been sending shipments to the Silver Rock Dwarves, and they have been paying him handsomely. He has. So, yes, you are right, sister. This war will not be contained to the West. <laughs> Silent room. Yeah, good talk, guys. <laughs> or I might say, um, and also the, the key star more open to being or at least starting a peace treaty between the two of you as per a promise from the queen they speak the truth scara kind of goes hmm. well then perhaps we will see what the immediate future holds and i will keep an open mind the next time our we run into our cousin elves, I suppose. Well, that is all I can ask for right now. How do you plan on returning west from here? That is a very good question. <laughs> do you by chance have any suggestions or tips or possibly <laughs> a way yourselves to get this back? At least to... There's a horse. Speak me. <laughs> There's a horse. Start walking. <laughs> the great road is south. Yeah. That way, I guess. <laughs> um, no. Um, Scara says, um, as a matter of fact, over the last few years, we have begun to dabble with teleportation. Albeit it's just been around the forest. However... We could attempt to send you as far as Three Gates or even Red Willow, if that is your goal. No guarantees is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, we tried to get teleported to here, or at least Corpse Paint did, and he ended up in over there, so we're not really surprised by that answer. Right, and everyone knows there's no brakes on this crazy cart, so. Um, now, the question is, Three Gates or Red Willow, everyone? 
Ooh. I'm fairly settled up in business in three gates and <clears throat> could use a few more days outside of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think at this point, while everyone's chatting super quick, um, Faye is going to... I haven't said it in-game, but I have been meaning to say it. Like, every... Since they left Red Willow, uh, Faye has been sending, like, quick sending spells to... Um, uh, Snark. <laughs> oh, wow, I had to think about that. It's been so long since I've heard that <laughs> name. <laughs> um, just, like, quick updates, I think, about once a cycle. Right. So I think now, while people are talking, she is going to send just a quick touch base to him, uh, to either Snark or Kranz, and be like, hey, everyone safe for the most part. How are you doing? Kind of thing. Right. Just wants to see where Red Willow's sitting at currently. Right. Yeah. Um, you get one back. Did you send it to Snark or Kranz? <laughs> Which, well, the, whichever is the barkeep. Sorry, it's been so long since we've talked about them. Snark. But, thank you. Um, you get a... Uh... Oh, hey, Miss Waka. Um... <laughs> oh, no. Um... Everything all good in Red Willow. Trade up. Uh, Aspen and Scarlet kicked ass the other night. Uh, just some monsters. And um, then he just kind of like keeps trailing off. And then it basically gets lost somewhere when he is talking about Kranz um, uh, getting um, um, stuck in the river. Oh. Just, just day-to-day life. Okay. Okay. Okay, Faye, like, once this meeting is adjourned, Faye will share that with the group, I guess. But, um... Uh, and I think Faye will also, like, since, um, sorry, uh, Wynn stepped up to, her, to stand beside her a little bit, she just quietly whispers to Wynn, does um, Perdition Island have any significance to you? You asked that of Wynn? Of Wynn, yeah. Because uh, a long time ago, a gloom elf spirit oh, was yeah. made to go to Perdition Island. Yep. So... Um, long time ago. I think it's only been a cycle or a couple of... No, it's probably been a while. Well, that was at the um, the Festival Harmony. Um, yeah, yeah, Festival Harmony. Um, she kind of looks at you with like a quizzical like, yeah, why the hell are you asking? Um, and she says, yeah, some damned souls end up there. I spent a spell there myself. Talk more later. <laughs> um, we could. Uh, she'll now turn her uh, attention to the group. We could um, journey to Three Gates and get a bit of an update from Oz. 
see how well he's gotten along with the lords there and then make our way south. Red Willow's fine. Uh, 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 yeah, it's fine. It's doing well. Thriving. Trade is up. I see but nothing objectionable in that. Murph is like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry, Murph. Murphy, we, can, we don't have to. It, we can right, even no, get to maybe even depressed. He's already pulling out a forgery kit and is starting to forge new documents <laughs> with a different name on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, easy enough. Um, like, not long in town, right? Just enough to get past the guards and... Where was couple, Raven's Crest from Three Gates? Couple, couple days, right? Yeah, if you're if you're not traveling with a caravan, like a day and a half, two days. Traveling with a caravan, couple days. We okay. We could we could see if we can get to Raven's Crest, and then Murphy, if you would rather not be in Three Gates, then we can. <laughs> some circumstances and me leaving it's uh... i may have an idea Ooh. corpse will say we'll, we'll be we'll be fine well murphy you and i will have a talk later sure so the three gates nordham valorous home bed was kind of sounding good but i i do understand we should stop in three gates first I, I miss home too. I really want to go back as soon as we can. Maybe we can ask Feather Tongue for. I don't want to deal with Feather Tongue again. Oh, yes. I got to have a word with Feather Tongue. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what do you Corpse mean? He's going to end up in jail again, and we're going to have to go and get him again. Oh, Jesus. This is the same thing over and over again. Braylon saved me. Go to three gates. Stay away from Feather Tongue. Don't need. He's too high up there to deal with him more, and I don't. I just don't want to deal with that. I just really don't want. Understood, as you wish. All right. Yeah, Brom will just conclude the meeting by proposing feast. <laughs> Drink. Um, he speaks my language. This this one, yeah. he gets it. <laughs> Scarra says we can throw uh, a mighty feast tonight if you want to stay, or you can leave now. Some of us dropped when unconscious today. If you mm. don't mind, I I think uh, one night here would be most beneficial, and we can be out of your hair first thing tomorrow morning. Of course. Uh, you are welcome to stay as long as you like. You guys have proven your worth and you are honored guests now of Clark Canyon. Um, and saying that, she gives you each a token. Um, and it's basically like three um, finger-like claws that go across this like uh, wood pendant. And it is actually the shape of Clark Canyon. She says, if you are ever met by a Kintar in our forest, show this and you will be escorted here safely. 
Thank you. And you guys have one crazy fucking night, Kintar style. There is drinking. There are a few deaths. Because there is not a party in Kintar time unless there's a few deaths. That's just how she goes. Um, You are all thoroughly disappointed when you crawl into your beds and find out they are made of skins. And like humanoid skins. Not not nice skins. Um, But if there's any role playing you want to do, you go along with that. Well, I, I know like corpse will, I think there's all the formalities and paperwork and what have you to like do all the reorganization of the leadership. But then he will meet up with everyone. And basically, Murphy, Corpse will hand you a basic sort of entry-level Templar mask. One big enough to sort of fit around your uh, your dragon blood face. Oh dear, yes. <laughs> and uh, and some robes. Oh, so, I, the intention would be like when we try to enter the three gates, I can say just like, "Oh, he is my my sage." And if they try to get you to demask, you could always pull the whole. Are you trying Religious to discriminate? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. This will work absolutely perfectly. Thank you very much for this corpse. Oh, you're very welcome. Just uh, don't get any ideas. However, it is the least I can do. I was told that you were most helpful in getting me out of that bunker. Ah, right. Well, you know, that's distractions are are my best. I'm not not really there in the forefront, but uh, your friends needed some assistance, and I could win a bet over on a dwarf. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice but firstly thank you for these and secondly uh, too late on the ideas part but I will behave <laughs> I, uh, I like the idea that like this mask kind of just like fits over your eyes and like fits nicely around like your maw so you can like still talk and stuff yeah. <laughs> looks good dragon snoot <laughs> yeah dragon snoot <laughs> yeah for the odd dragon blood they let in <laughs> super super orphaned backstory guys uh yeah he we fought a lot <laughs> this one's a little weaker but he's kind of smart with medical stuff and wizard i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and uh as for brahm and this this will be the last thing i do i know i know i've been doing a lot of rp this last episode but i could roll for it brahm will what's your sister's name uh <laughs> you motherfucker her name's win no Wynn. sister fucker when okay I, yeah, I thought, I thought sorry so, yeah. so brom will try to shoot his shot with win if not with scara oh dear god <laughs> just bounce around from just like go down the list <laughs> uh, third time's the charm who's your third lineup <laughs> Um, the, the kids are just beautiful, so I'm sure there's somebody, but yeah, yeah. I imagine they really like it rough. So, um, what is um, what's your line for win? Oh, oh geez, Lord. I'm sure Brom has something perfectly practiced and crafted. Caden doesn't. I don't. Know. Mm. 
Something um, Dune related, I'm sure. Yeah. Your eyes do not sparkle nearly as bright as Palestis in the sky. Barf. I didn't realize how much of a win we needed today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Murphy, though. Kristen um, leaves what? the chat. <laughs> I'll, I'll say you actually pull a pretty slick one on Win, <laughs> and she kind of looks you up and down, and she goes, "Oh, Lovey, you are not my type." Ah, <laughs> uh, perfectly understandable. And then you go to Scara. <laughs> <laughs> the war chief reasons. <laughs> like, look at this this kintar. She's got like dark black eyes, uh, lots of scary tattoos, heavy leather armor. She stands like a oh, solid leather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's looking down on you as you deliver your your line. She's kind of looks blankly at you, downs the rest of her ale, and says. Follow 30 seconds after me. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. It's like, I'm going to come out of this bruised, but it'll be worth it. Downs his ale. <laughs> oh, boy. going to come out of it with broken bones. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Um, so, morning awakes. Uh, sorry, Kirsten Faye would uh, try to just get a little bit more information out of Wynn uh, about Perdition Island. Wynn when, when kind of looks at you and she goes, Sister, please. We have all the time in the world. Well, I don't know if you're coming with us or if you're going to peace out at some point. I don't judge you either way. Oh, no, she said she was going to join you. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, She's then, coming along. I think there then I think at that like Faye and Wynn probably spent a little bit of I don't want to say bonding, but you know, probably some awkward just Oh yeah. Silent sipping on whatever drink. Faye is drinking more and more nowadays. She'd only drink tea for a yeah. long time now. She's drinking <laughs> a little bit more every day. More times, you know. Um, and yeah, war times brings out the best and the worst in people. Let me tell you, um, stupid question. Are there any tattoo artists in Claw Canyon? Oh yeah. You've seen everyone here has elegantly, uh, impressive tattoos. Faye would like to find one. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of, <laughs> you go, it's like middle of the night. Yeah. And uh, this, like, drunk Kintar points you to where everyone gets their tattoos. Perfect. You kind of walk into this tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want, miss? You haven't Are had you too much to drink, have you? No, not really. I think I've had half a glass so far. What can, what can I do for you? Are you good at replicating styles? This is the style I like. So only if you can match it. What is it? Uh, well, so all of her um, tattoos are in that like geometric stained glass, like yeah, kind of uh, style. He is looking for a um, tattoo of a a wreath dark to go oh. kind of wrap around her 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 um 
her calf and ankle. And um, yeah, that's going to be her memorial to Ember Waves. Nice. Shark Waves. Shark taxi waves. waves. Yeah, Taxi Waves. <laughs> taxi Waves. Taxi Waves. Um, he, uh, he hands you like a large um, flagon of ale. And he goes, you haven't had enough to drink, Missy. Sit down. And uh, he shoves She's that in your She's going to try to prove him wrong and does, just sets the flagon of ale to the side. You can, I can roll for whatever check if you want, but she's no, going to no, try to... No. He, he was just trying to offer you a drink. Um, yeah. But yeah, you get that tattoo. Look at split. Nice. <laughs> like six hours, hours later. Stick and yeah. Poke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now she... does morning come? Yeah, promptly crashes. Yeah. All right. Morning comes. You are all standing on a rope bridge. Uh, Nior and Rinya give you uh, their farewells. And he says, uh, when this war breaks out, make sure to send us a message, a raven or something. We would like to help out any way we can. And um, Scara kind of like points over the bridge and you guys can see, like, a hundred meters down, there's, like, this swirling green portal. Just like, well, don't miss. You're kidding, right? No, you guys want to go pretty far. This cost me a lot of money. I spent, I was, like, up most of the night. And then she kind of looks at Brom. <laughs> so what does Brom look like right now? Oh, he's bruised. He's haggard. <laughs> Walking with a bit of like a cowboy gait. <laughs> yeah, he's bow-legged for sure. But like, but fully smiling. Like, oh yeah, best yeah. night of his life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you for everything. And if there's anything that the Templars can do for Claw Canyon, don't hesitate to make it known. This does not go unappreciated, and we shall see you soon. All right, who's jumping first? I think Corpse will just jump. Nice. <laughs> Corpse like pencil dives. And Norm you will, he, yeah. Norm will just like look over the edge, see if he makes it. Flat. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of Corpse paint. <laughs> um, no, it, it just kind of makes like an echoing whoosh sound. And he was like bullseye. He was right on target. Hey, seems to work. Normal then jump in. Alright. Wind like swan dives into it. Valorous is like uh, and then he just kind of steps off. <laughs> Faye looks to Murphy. I I I don't know if I can do this jump by myself. Oh my god. Can I hold your head, please? Alright, so two things. One just more confirmation of your guys' insanity. And two, um, yeah, yeah, if we're gonna die, at least we'll be holding hands. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, at least Murphy can fly. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know where the other side goes. That's the problem. We pop out in water, I'm fucked. <laughs> so, control dive a little bit. <laughs> you guys all shoot. 
through this portal. And you're <laughs> you're about like 50 meters above the nearest building in the three gates. You are like mid-air. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so if anyone can fly, that's good news. <laughs> Uh, I, is there any bodies of water? <laughs> no, you're like in the middle of the city. There, there are those rivers, but you don't think you're like, you know, you didn't jump out of a plane high enough. So you see like Valorous shadow steps onto a roof. When like expertly like uh, assassin ninja rolls down like one peaked shingle roof, it kind of comes to a sliding halt. Uh, Faye has forgotten about this trait with the night rain. Uh, she's going to attempt to misty step. Nice. And probably lands like flat on her ass when when she does. <laughs> <Yeah. but> <laughs> then you just kind of slide down some shingles on your ass before you catch yourself. Yep. What's what's corpse and Nordum doing? I feel like Brahm's got this in the bag. He's a he's a ninja. Oh yeah. Also, I just want to say so. Basically, he just walks backwards all cocky as hell up to the edge of the bridge just does a little like twingly <laughs> finger wave to scare him that just falls backwards hell yeah I'm head oh. first down that's awesome uh well corpse will try to break his fall by grabbing onto what he can on the way down okay he's I don't know he's probably like like 230 pounds or something with a whole bunch yeah. of armor <laughs> and so he's he's not getting out of this gracefully you're strong I feel like you like grab on to like some like chimney at like the last second and kind of like break your fall it's, it's, it's really Nordum I'm setting this up for failure Nordum's just tucking and rolling he's got baby he's fine yeah, I don't think BB. Uh, well, maybe. You know what? Nice well, like, it would just, like, he would just go back into Opal form. Yeah, he would. Norman was going to throw him down, like, in front of him, and then, like, kind of, like, belly yeah. down, yeah. Or belly up. <laughs> and it's, like, catch him and tuck and roll. So, you, like, yeah, you, you like, summon BB, you land on him, and then you two are both, like, free-falling, like, the last 20 meters. And I don't know what kind of a sound a bison bear makes. Some kind of, like, roar, yelpy thing. Oh. Yeah, and you just fucking go straight through this roof. <laughs> and about through, like, three floors. And, uh, you just kind of roll off BB, and you're in, in like, some, like, uh... Uh, um, what do you call it? Like a wardrobe shop. Someone's <laughs> getting like fitted for a nice wizard's robe. Yeah, Taylor. Oh, oh no. will quickly tell the uh, shopkeep if you need anything repaired, just talk to uh, Feather Tongue. He he uh, he's the one that set this all up, so he he can deal with it all. And Norm will just stumble out. <laughs> And that is where we will end this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. 
Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.